Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and today we're doing something a little bit different. I'm going to be reading one of the Are You Afraid of the Dark children's books that came out. Now, I had no idea that these books existed, so I'm really excited to dive into these. Uh, the first book on the list of available books is actually called The, the Tale of the Sinister Statues, but these books are a little difficult to get a hold of, and at the moment, I'm not able to get a hold of Sinister Statues. So, we're actually going to start with The Tale of the Nightly Neighbors, which is the same name as Season 1, Episode 8. Uh, which is a tale about Emma and Day-Day and the new neighbors, and Emma thinks they're vampires, and she just wants to fucking murder these people. So, I'm really interested to see if this book is different than what the episode showed us. So I'm going to be reading this book um, and do it as like a mini, a mini episode, I guess, or a bonus episode. And ultimately I'd like to not have to edit them so much because editing takes a whole lot of time. And I just want this to be uh, fun and, and for everybody. And I'm really looking forward to getting into this. So without further ado, Let's get into the tale of the nightly neighbors, and it begins with a prologue, which is the Midnight Society part. You're not afraid of the dark, are you? Why should you be? I mean, if a tale is really frightening, it'd be just as spooky during the day, right? Wrong. Things are very different after dark. Nighttime is like another dimension, where unseen evils could be lurking anywhere. You never know what strange creatures might be hiding in the shadows, ready to jump out and wrap its greasy claws around you. It could have fangs, it could have wings, it could be slimy, it could be your worst nightmare come true. So maybe you should be afraid of the dark, because in the dead of night, bad dreams become real and there's no place to hide. That's why we wait until the night to share our tales of terror. That's why we call ourselves the Midnight Society. My name is Betty Ann. I like all kinds of scary tales, and the ones I like to tell the best are the ones that, that are kind of, well, strange. My stories are usually about weird people or weird things, and the story I've got for you tonight is full of both. Totally agree, Betty Ann. Fucking Day Day and Emma were weird. My tale is especially scary because the danger is bad enough during the day. But once the sun sets, it gets far worse. Believe me. There's one kind of horrifying evil that can only get you then. That's when my story really begins. So be prepared, stay alert, and watch your back. We're about to take a trip into the night and the dark. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story The Tale of the Nightly Neighbors. And let's begin with chapter one. I think for this episode, I'm just going to read one chapter and see how it goes. And from there, I'll can I'll continue, see how fast it goes, and, and we'll finish the book up eventually. So chapter one. From our upstairs bedroom, Emma Toll heard the familiar sound of the television set downstairs. Her younger brother was at it again. The loud music was distracting, and she was having trouble concentrating on her homework assignment. She tried to block out the sound, but it was really tough. Finally, she threw her pencil down in disgust. She got up from her desk and stormed out of the bedroom, determined to put immediate end to this distraction. I'm gonna kill you, Day-Day, she shouted as she marched down the hall. 
with huge blue eyes, David Day-Day Toll. So his name is fucking David. They call him Day-Day. Well, I guess that answers that question. His name is not the worst in Are You Afraid of the Dark History. And Day-Day was just a fucking nickname. They could have said that in the damn episode. Eh, whatever. So David Day-Day Toll stared at the TV set, stuffing popcorn into his mouth with a mechanical motion. In some corner of his brain, he dimly heard his sister's voice and instinctively turned up the volume with the remote. <laughs> this kid's an idiot. The eerie music blasted even louder with something he would never be allowed to get away with if his mom were home. With eyes glued to the set, Day-Day knew exactly what was going to happen next. He'd seen this old black and white thriller at least five times, but he still loved it. The zombie's victim would desperately try to find a place to hide in the abandoned house, but the zombie had the same sixth, sixth sense that all good movie monsters had and would find him anyway. Okay, well, obviously he hasn't watched this five times if he knows that fucking the main character is a girl, not a boy. Day-Day and Emma's father was working his usual late hours. He was a managing editor at the local newspaper and often had to work the night shift. Hmm, okay, cool. I like the backstory for the dad. Their mom was out of town at a business conference and would be flying home later that night. Interesting. Okay. So Day-Day was free to watch all the TV he wanted and didn't have to put up with his dad's channel surfing, a habit that Day-Day hated. His dad always managed to flip the channel to the news just when the best part of the movie was coming on. Day-Day likes to stick with one show and watch it to the end. Right. Okay. All right. Sure, Day-Day. On the screen, the flesh-eating zombie grew closer and closer to its helpless prey. Just as it was about to sink its teeth into the poor victim, Day-Day was suddenly grabbed by the arm. Boo! screamed the attacker. Ah! screamed Day-Day as his arm jerked in surprise, spilling popcorn all over the floor. Did I scare you? Emma taunted, standing behind the couch with her hands on her hips. That wasn't funny! Day-Day yelled at her. You scared me half to death, you nimrod! Day-Day looked around at the popcorn that now littered the floor. Mom's going to be ticked about this mess, and it was your fault, so you clean it up. Dream on, she whispered. It's your mess. Although at this point, I doubt you could move off that couch if you wanted to. You're becoming one with the sofa, Day-Day. Keep it down. This movie's a classic, Day-Day said, picking a piece of popcorn off the floor and tossing it in his mouth. What? Gross, Day-Day. Get a life, Emma persisted. If you keep sitting in front of that television, you're gonna get you're gonna turn into dad. Great, Day Day shot back. Then I can send you to your room forever and stop calling me that stupid baby name. My name is David D A V I D. Emma had given him the name Day Day as a small child when she couldn't pronounce his name properly. <laughs> I love this. So the author's basically like, yeah, Day-Day's the worst name ever. I'm going to fucking change that shit. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Uh, she thought it was cute and knew that he used to like it. But nowadays, he wasn't so thrilled with it. And she liked to use it just to tease him. He told her more than once that he thought it was kind of dumb and it made him feel like a dweeb. After all, he'd tell her, I'm almost 12. So cool it would. So cool it with the big sister stuff, okay? 
but Emma, nearly two years older. Damn! So 12 and, uh, I guess, 11 and 13. Yeah, I guess we were right. All right. But Emma, nearly two years older, had other ideas. She constantly worried about Day-Day's obsession with the TV and felt it was her responsibility as his older sister to limit his viewing habits. Though Day-Day and his sister looked remarkably alike, both had curly brown hair and blue eyes. Hmm. That's not what they looked like in the episode. They were very different in other ways. Emma liked to read and write stories instead of watch movies. Okay. So they like the same things, just the different mediums. She wouldn't be caught dead sitting in front of a TV set for hours. Emma was into adventure, a doer rather than a watcher. She had a wild imagination and loved to spend hours in the woods at the edge of town investigating the ruins of old fieldstone buildings left from ancient farmlands or roaming through the old cemeteries, reading the headstones and making up romantic stories about the peoples buried there. Okay. She loved to daydream about becoming a famous explorer and climbing Mount Everest or searching for gold in Alaska. She she only wished that she had been born several hundred years earlier so she could have been the first to accomplish these amazing feats. Um, okay, sure, whatever. Emma came around the front of the sofa and shut off the set. She came down in front of her younger brother and slowly shook her head. Day-Day, she said, I'm serious about all this TV and video game junk. You're a zero. You'll always be a zero. You won't catch me sitting around like some toad. There's a ton of stuff going on in this world, and I'm not going to miss any of it. Just then, Emma heard a car coming down the street. It's... Okay. It sounded as if it had stopped right in front of their house. Wondering if it was her mother, Emma ran to the front window, pulled the curtains aside, and peered out. The car had pulled up to the house directly across the street, which had been empty since their elderly neighbors had retired and moved to Florida. As Emma watched, a moving van pulled into the driveway. Hey, new neighbors are moving in, Emma commented. At night? Daddy replied as he joined her at the window. Weird. They both looked out the window at their new neighbors who climbed out of the car and stood at the edge of their driveway. There were three of them, a mother, a father, and a little boy. They stood together, strangely motionless, and watched as the workers unloaded the moving van. All three were dressed from head to toe in solid black. What's with their clothes? Day-Day asked. I think they look cool, Emma said. Maybe they're artists or foreign diplomats. Or maybe they got dressed in the dark and don't know that they look stupid, David responded. Whoever they are, Emma said, they don't fit this boring neighborhood. It was true. The man stood very tall and was very thin. The woman was also thin and had long black hair. Emma guessed that the boy was around 10 years old. No, he wasn't. He was like six. Even from the distance that she could see that they all had the whitest faces she had ever seen. Look how pale they are, she commented. It doesn't look as if they've been to the beach lately, that's for sure. It's probably just the streetlights, Day-Day said. Anyway, you haven't been to the beach in a couple of months either, Einstein. Yeah, well, the only light you ever get is from the boob tube. And <laughs> I shot back. Both kids continued to watch the new people. After a few minutes, Emma commented. It's weird the way they're just standing there, completely still, staring at the moving men. It's like they're afraid their stuff's going to get stolen or something. 
Well, Emma, did it ever occur to you, David said, that we're just standing here completely still staring at them? A fantastic point, Day-Day. Emma ignored her brother and continued to watch. Then, without warning, I mean, why would there be a warning? Almost as if they were one person, all three of the new neighbors turned slowly, oh, so very slowly, and looked directly at Emma and Day-Day. The two kids jumped from the window and let the curtains fall into place. Whoa, tell me that wasn't creepy, Day-Day whispered excitedly. I think I'm going to avoid our new neighbors. He ran out of the room, crunching popcorn under his feet. Emma looked at him run off with a thoughtful little grin on her face. Maybe these new neighbors will be fun, she thought. Nothing fun has happened around here in a long time. And that's the end of chapter one and the end of our first bonus episode. If you guys like this stuff, I will totally continue doing it because I am already intrigued. I want to know what the differences are between this episode Sorry, between the Nightly Neighbors episode and this book. Like, already they changed Day-Day's name to David. What What the fuck else are they going to do? Like, is, are they just not going to be vampires at all? Fucking, is the mom still going to suplex that mailman? <sighs> is she going to break in? Is she going to crack the, the lock? Like, we get to finally see, like, the way that she unlocks a lock. It could be incredible. This author has just jurisdiction over this whole tale. She can change things as she pleases. So, so yeah, I'm really excited. I want to see what the hell is going on here. I got to perfect my Day-Day and Emma voices too, because, man, I don't know what I'm going to do for them. But for now, guys, I've been up all night, and I'm going to go take a nap. So I will see you back here whenever I fucking record the next episode. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you.